had an interesting conversation with a music artist a few weeks ago that I want to share with you today, another consulting call that uh, I think you'll get a ton of value from. And the question that he asked me, the main question that I thought was very interesting was how do you promote music when it's written about topics that you'd rather not talk about? And this is really interesting and it makes sense. I mean, this is further on the scale than where most music artists sit, but because music is such a personal, personal journey, it makes total sense that sometimes we write songs about things that we'd rather not talk about to people. We can talk about it through song because maybe we can hide behind, you know, certain types of lyrics or it feels a little bit detached because it's in a music form rather than just talking about it. But we may not be ready for certain conversations like about certain topics. We may not want to talk about it. So without further ado, let's just get into today's episode. I thought it was a fantastic question and I thought it was a great discussion that we had about somehow promoting a message behind a song when you may not be ready to speak about that message. You were talking about um, when you're reaching out to an audience, you know, if you write a song about you know, topic A, you might say to them, hey, what are your experiences with topic A? And then just create um, a sort of community vibe and then say, hey, by the way, you know, this is my song about topic A. Whereas for me, music is very much writing about stuff I don't necessarily want to talk about or reveal to people. It's kind of something that it's a a vessel or an avenue where I can deal with things maybe in a non-verbal way. So I guess... I mean, a good example would be what would be your suggestion to, um, say, an instrumental artist? Not so much that I'm making instrumental music, but that would be a good example of someone that might not have a lyrical content that people can relate to. How would they go about um, reaching an audience? So just to clarify, you aren't an instrumental artist, but you want me to answer it as if your lyrics don't matter at all. Yeah, like say, I mean... So the, I like cryptic lyrics. I like lyrics that are a bit vague um, that maybe people can interpret in their own way or perhaps um, project their own things onto, I guess. Yeah, speaking directly in such a noisy age where people just have to connect with something or move on, speaking directly about the core topics of the music was always going to bring bigger results. But I do like the question because it's like, if you weren't to do that, even though that will bring better results, and I encourage that uh, as time goes on for you to try to become more comfortable with stuff like that, because you will see better results that way. But I understand obviously that it's a completely personal decision. Um, Unfortunately, music lovers are the ones who love cryptic lyrics because you can really dive into it and find yourself in them and that kind of stuff. And um, I used to be like that too. Um, But that was usually because there was so much less music available and it was harder to obtain than it is today with streaming services. So you'd save up and you'd buy a CD from, you know, JB Hi-Fi or whatever, and you put it on. And if you don't love it straight away, you don't put it in the back seat and never, never listen to it again. Like you get your money's worth and you end up loving those albums. The albums that I didn't like at first are some of my favorite albums now because I sat with it. And we don't have that luxury today or even just like opportunity today or liberty. Like this just doesn't work because people don't, um, it's like people don't, people can't give music that kind of chance because there's just so much of it available. And if, I don't like it, they'll move on. So finding the message of a song doesn't always have to literally be like, all right, I'm going through depression. I don't really want to talk about it, but I write songs about it, but I don't really want to build a community of people talking about depression. You can create imagery that is similar to it, that people will connect with the imagery and they'll see their own self and journey through that. The problem is, is that if you just do the cryptic lyrics and expect people to figure it out, You've got to sift through the entire population worth of people, um, most of them who won't resonate with it. And that's why it takes so long to get people through that filter. But if you go, 
Um, this is just an example, so it's not a good one. But say it is depression and you're like, I don't want to talk specifically about it because it's very personal to me. But you know that if, if you look at it, rather than being zoomed in, if you zoom out a bit, it looks like a, it's a song about a journey. You're trying to find your way, for example. Then you could create uh, advertising and marketing about like, I've really of late been trying to find my way. And you might feel comfortable saying that rather than diving into the specifics and being like, if you feel lost and totally out there, like maybe you'll resonate with this new song that I've written because it's really for people who are feeling lost and hopeless and really are trying to figure out who they are. Like that's a broader look at what the song's about without you being too specific, but then people can see themselves in that. But as I was saying, if you want to do it like the instrumental way, marketing instrumental music is difficult, but it requires a different approach is that you just want to ask yourself, what's the emotion I want people to feel when they listen to this? Like what, how is it going to make people feel? How do I want to make people feel? Well, I want them to feel like a cathartic experience that makes them feel less alone. Okay, cool. Well, straight away, who needs to hear that? People who feel alone and they need to find themselves. So there was one instrumental artist I work with that was trying to find this out. And he said to me, I just, my music is so introspective that I feel like it's the soundtrack to people finding themselves. And I'm like, cool. So where do you think they need to do that? And he was like, I don't know. Like, and he was really thinking about it for a while. And then he said, the best performing piece of content that he put up, we found was that just a shot of, um, he just put a random video out because he looked for stock footage, but I think subconsciously he knew it aligned with his music. And it was um, hands on a steering wheel and just it, like, and slowly moving on the steering wheel as it was driving. And the song, the album or EP was on in the background and it did really well. And I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe you should market it as like, um, when was the last time you went for a long drive to clear your head and just ask that. To me. And people were like, Oh, when have I done that last? Now I've got a reason to, I'm going to listen to this EP, but rather than, it just being on Spotify while I'm distracted doing the dishes or cleaning the house, I'm going to go for a drive to clear my head. And he targeted at people that, you know, the targeting options would imply that maybe they needed to do that. And these people um, responded really well to the EP he brought out because he identified the emotion that he wanted people to feel, thought about who needs to hear that, and then asked them the question of when was the last time you took care of yourself like this? And a lot of people were like, you're right. He never said, listen to my EP. He just said, Last time you went for a long drive to clear your head and then put the link to his album and people just put it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, the reason I asked, I mean, obviously when you mentioned the thing about, you know, posting your music and asking people to listen to, it's not effective at all. And um, I found that out when I joined this discord um, in a group of people that we were initially fans of one band. So our music taste was already similar there was a self-promotion um, category in the in the chat where everyone would post their stuff and no one would listen to anything. Mm. Um, but in the general chat, I was posting my Spotify top played songs for the year and it came up, you know, what was my top playing songs of 2019? And it happened to be the six songs off my EP because I was listening to it on repeat. And people didn't realise it was my music and they were asking me, like, who is this artist and why do they have such few uh, listens, you know? And I'm gone, like, what the f***? <laughs> like, when you don't know it's me, you think it's good. And when you know it's me, you don't even listen. But that's how it works. Yep, social proof. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy. You saying, look at... Social what? It's not a social proof. It's like we gather in herds. If other people are doing it, we want to do it too. And when yeah, you go, this is my favorite okay. artist, and you framed it in a way that you said, um, 
these are my top like played artists, which people assume are going to not be their own music. So you jumped on that assumption. That's very yeah. And then people were like, I've got to check it out if this guy's recommending it and we've got similar tastes. So you created the um, uh, staircase of opportunity for them to just build enough curiosity to want to yeah, check right. it out. Yeah, right. Very clever. Yeah, that was an eye-opener for me. I mean, I don't know much about marketing my music to the point where this EP that I'm talking about that I released, I, I literally released it and like made it live on Spotify and that was it. I had no build up to the release at all because I just thought once it's done, you put it out there and then you start pushing it. Yeah. But um, I found out it's, it's almost the other way around. You have to generate some kind of an anticipation for it. And um, I was on Patreon getting um, one-on-one guitar lessons with the guitarist of that band. And obviously he's got much more experience with, um, you know, writing, recording music and releasing it and marketing it. And he always referred to it as a campaign, um, almost selecting one song from the album every couple of months to release it just to, to generate some kind of interest in it. Because the music industry was so used to music artists releasing an album then doing one or two or three singles and promoting it and a ton of like hype leading up to it. And there was a lot of anticipation for new releases and excitement toward that anticipation of like new artists, um, or at least the artists you like releasing new music. Um, I don't think that's a healthy mindset in today's industry. And I feel like it puts an unfair pressure on music artists to get hype. And then they imagine it like when it comes out that as big as it is, is the, as big as it'll ever get. And then it just down trails from there. That's how they imagine the hype on their music. But I, in my book, The 40 Songwriter, I talk about the first time that I ever wrote authentically and I wrote a song called Insomnia. I wrote that song in 2002 and I wrote about it in my book and told the story about it and the emotions I went through and why uh, I wrote that song, not to promote it, but to give the reasoning as to, you know, to support my motivation of why I want music artists to be authentic. It was the first time I learned that lesson. And the amount of people that reached out to me and were like, dude, where can I hear Insomnia? I've got to hear this song. It's like, you don't want to hear it. I wrote when I was 14, but it's not available anywhere. But that song is like, what, 20 years old? And people were still interested in wanting to hear that because it doesn't spoil, like, because music is good music and it's timeless. So if you bring an album out, I say to people, get your album out and then start promoting. Because trying to do a song like people do, oh, what I'll do is, is that I'm going to get, right, 12 songs. I'm going to record them and release them month by month. And on the 12th month, I'll drop the whole album. Worst idea ever. Because you've probably engaged with social media today. If I was to ask you, to reference specific media that you've seen, you'd be like, oh, I can't remember. Like I've, I've seen so much of it. I don't know how much of it was actually memorable. Like, do you know how hard it is to get people interested every month to do that and then build enough brand awareness that people remember it's you and then look forward to your new music every month? It's like, it's so hard to do. So I recommend bringing the whole thing out, then going song, single by single. You can do that every month if you want. Feature a whole month on the message of a specific song. Bring people in off that. And when they're interested, they don't just have one song to listen to. And when they go, I'm over it, they move on to another artist. They go, where can I hear more? Well, the whole album's out, a whole EP's out. Now they're interested in the whole EP and they've got more of a chance of building a long-term connection with you. I feel like online is just such a... It's, it's so fast moving online that it puts so much pressure on music artists to develop hype in the lead up when no one cares in the lead up. Like you look at massive artists like Beyonce, she just drops albums with no warning. And the reason she does that is because even Beyonce, it would be silly to be like, hey, everyone get excited. New Beyonce music's coming out because we're such we're in such a instant gratification or instant um, satisfaction uh, 
culture that we want stuff now. And if it's not now, then we just put it out of our heads. We don't go, oh, well, I, I can't wait. I'm going to dedicate energy to looking forward to it. It's like, let me know when it's out and I'll check it out. That's, that's actually how I felt about it as a consumer. But I just presumed that I was, you know, listening to music the wrong way. Um, because I was almost avoiding the releases of the songs because when, when the album came out, I wanted to listen to the album fresh for the first time in one go without recognising certain songs in it. The worst thing are when bands bring out singles and you go, I like that one, where's more of that? Oh, there is none. They might release a new song in a few mm. months. It's like, dude, yeah. I'm all, like, I don't care about that. Yeah. But wow. They're forgetting that it's emotional change that people write music for, not just Spotify streams. Like, yeah, if you want numbers, yeah. then maybe it might get you better numbers in the short term, but people won't stay around long term. Um, but albums to me, to release a great album song by song, uh, before you launch it, it's kind of like a movie coming out scene by scene. Like people, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too much yeah. going on in the world to grab people's attention. They're going to be distracted the moment they stop listening to your music. It's not like they then just sit there in a completely confined, closed, enclosed room with no distractions and all they've got to think about is your music. They're going to forget about you. So make them build as much of an emotional connection as possible. And they'll likely do that through channels like messaging. Um, so that's why I say do video content, do text content, create groups, but then your music will be there when they're ready to turn to it. Uh, but they will stay connected due to the messaging. Therefore, you don't have to think I've only got one or so opportunity. Uh, sorry, one thing to promote each month. And then I just have to keep spamming my music. It's like, no, I can take the message of this song and find a hundred different ways to talk about it. Uh, and do different content that people will never think I'm spamming the same message, but it will just keep communicating the same emotion. And then it all links back. All a hundred strings go back to the one song. And then that links to the EP or album. And that's a way better way of doing it. And it puts so much less pressure on music artists. My goodness, I feel sorry for people in today's day and age. Sleepless nights going, man, I feel like it's just like an uphill battle promoting music. And I've got no hype for this album that's out in a month's time or a couple of weeks. Nobody's going to care about it and what a waste of money it was. It's like, why do people think you can't keep promoting it once it's out? That's a good question. I mean, there was some review websites that asked for a release date and I was submitting this EP going, well, shit, I released this already two months ago. And, and they would, they'll have a cutoff where they wouldn't accept it if it's already been out for three months. So I guess that kind of fueled the fire of um, thinking that if it's not a fresh release, it's not relevant. But, I think maybe yeah. because they're thinking their whole angle for their publication or website or blog or whatever is purely just for release radars. Like maybe that's why they're doing that. But if you find the message of what you're here to do and you go to publications or blogs, magazines, whatever, articles, doesn't matter, newspapers, radio, these people all pick up on it is when you say, I'm here to raise awareness about this thing, then a lot of people, if you can broaden it out so that they know a lot of people will be able to resonate with it, then you'll get a ton of press from that. Like, um, you know, the first album that I wrote authentically because I was public about it being a journey through my mental health issues, specifically my depression, um, newspapers were calling me, blogs, magazines, news, uh, radio and stuff because they were like, we want that. there's an angle, not just, go, you know, band releases, new album. It's, uh, this guy is trying to speak up about mental health and we all can, like, we need more voices speaking about it. So that's a way better way of doing it. Um, perhaps I would say maybe look to other publications or at least see what type of stuff they are because, yeah, but don't let it shape your vision, that's for sure. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard. We'll be right back.